When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai. Dumb's Hit Music State. Louise Tai here with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined on the line by Eden. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm not too bad. How are you? Thank you for joining me. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty well. Good, tough, good. In this mad... like everyone yeah. else, you know. <laughs> this mad time. But yeah. a couple of years ago, you started off the Eden Project. Yes, that's correct. Tell me a little uh, bit about that and how that started for you. I kind of was just making music with most of my friends when I was in school. So that mm. would have that would have been more way back in like 2012 yeah. or something. Um, and I was still in secondary school. And I kind of just figured out through the rise of electronic music that you can kind of make all all these songs without the need of like the rest of the band so I started just doing I could be kind of a control freak basically <laughs> I was making music by myself on my computer but do you know how that must be so much fun though to kind of just go in and just go there's no you know there's no pressure on you you can just do whatever you'd love to do yeah exactly and there's no yeah there's no rules like the first things I made were awful and then there's also no one there to like judge you even that like mm. so you can kind of make all anything and go in any direction and there's not like oh i don't like that and there's no like outside opinions it's uh yeah it was really fun and you managed to put together six eps with it which is pretty cool it's never thought of it like that but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really i was cool. just there was there was a point coming up to my leaving cert where uh i was releasing a song every every week Instead of studying, essentially, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty addicted or obsessed or whatever you want to you, say. You'd always been um, interested or involved in music, though, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. My parents um, had put me in, like, to like music classes. So, like, they mm-hmm. put me in violin lessons when I was like six or seven. So, I was always uh, really interested in music and kind of because of that like they did that with me and my siblings so my little my little brother and sister started learning piano and because of that there's electric piano in the house and I just mm-hmm. started like messing around on that and writing terrible pop songs and that's kind of really kicked it off when I was very very small yeah because you, you taught yourself loads of other instruments as well didn't you um yeah I was it was kind of like well whatever was an extension of the instruments I had yeah. access to so like from violin um, I kind of I, I stole my aunt's acoustic guitar for like a year <laughs> as in borrowed it and just never gave it back and like figured out how to play guitar and then the piano was in the house and you know that kind of thing and then when did it move on from the Eden project to just Eden that was uh, 2015 um, I essentially kind of uh, felt like I reached the end of the Eden project was like 
um, a very um, like electronic and EDM. Well, this music is still like electronic, but very like EDM kind of influenced music. Yeah. And I was just very done with that kind of sound. And I was just felt so excited by the new things I was making that didn't really match up with that. So I was like, okay, it's time for like a, a clean slate kind of as a musical artist, uh, like as a brand, I guess. Um, and yeah, so then 2015, I made the jump and uh haven't really looked back since it got pretty crazy and what, yeah because it all got picked up and it suddenly became huge yeah i mean through throughout the years as the eden project i had developed like a lot a lot of like core fans who were like yeah. even though like one song would randomly be like completely orchestral and wouldn't be completely acoustic and then one would be some crazy like electro thing like they were sticking through all of it so i kind of knew mm-hmm. that after all of that like madness of jumping left right center forward back or whatever uh that i kind of had people who were following me regardless so it, it felt for me like oh this is just the same but with a new name but i mm-hmm. guess from an outsider's perspective they they saw this like new name with like new big, music and uh, new sound yeah exactly new sound new music and like people were listening to it and they're like oh my god and then yeah so it just became a crazy kind of world whirlwind of like record labels and managers and that kind of thing um and do you still bring back i suppose an element of what the eden project was do you still find that you kind of get drawn into it still you know for for a long time i was kind of avoiding it mm. and now more recently i'm kind of a lot like I've kind of chilled out a little bit and yeah mm-hmm. so like and and bringing back an element of that and just kind of the the fun aspect of it of just kind of doing kind of how I said of how it was like a nice break from not being in a in a band mm-hmm. with my mates and I could just do whatever I want and just kind of embracing that kind of spirit of it which is nice that is nice and what is your process now because you've just released a new album no future yeah um well, so we were supposed to be on tour. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's all cancelled and postponed, hopefully until, hopefully we'll actually hit the road then sometime in the summer, but it's all up in the air. We don't really know. Um, it's kind of just flipped my ear on the head, on, on its head. I was planning, mm-hmm. like, I do really want to keep working on music and keep making st- stuff, and I just thought I'd have to tour first. So it's kind of just flipped that around, and I'm just twiddling with synthesizers and stuff now <laughs> instead of in a few months' time. Do you think you will be creative while we're we're in this moment of time? <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. I was itching even even from the, the space between the album being finished, like musically and production and all of that, to when it came out it was about six months. Okay. And even during that period, I was like, just like, oh, I really want to keep making stuff, and I and I did. Um, so part of me is quite happy actually to be stuck at home for weeks on end, <laughs> uh, potentially, and just. You know, being able to do that and like read things and watch things I haven't had time to read and watch and kind of have a a kind of re downtime. reset downtime mm. kind of yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not too bad at the whole situation. <laughs> and do you find that with each EP and each album you do that you change that your sound changes with that? Yeah, I guess to me it doesn't really feel like yeah. it, it like that drastic a change because I'm there doing it making it mm. so like the incremental changes that eventually lead to like oh this album sounds like nothing like that album or whatever i've 
I kind of watch watch it all develop, or and or I I guess I make it all develop. So it doesn't feel like anything is too dissimilar because I know the like the bridges between them. Mm. But uh, yeah, I guess so. And when you're putting an album together, what is the most important thing for you to have in it? That's a really good question. Um, I guess it's uh, an album for me could never just be like a collection of, of songs. Mm. So like like the first thing I did as Eden was um, the end credits EP and that was like a continuous thing from start to finish. Like all the songs transitioned into each other and every, it was like... A, for want of a better word, a story. Not that I look like really like I'm not. There's no characters like you know that that kind of thing. But like mm-hmm. it, it follows an arc and it um, expresses like an idea. Uh, it it works much better as a whole body of works than the songs individually. Obviously, the songs individually need to be songs and <laughs> function as well. But, <laughs> as their you own. Know, yeah. Uh, it's always the project is kind of like the overall thing is much is I'm an I'm weirdly like an album person. I don't listen Me to too. playlists at all. Mm. I like I'll put on an album from first song to last song, and that's kind of how I like to um, to listen to music. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's always just whatever. I'll get random ideas. Like I kind of already know what the next thing is, uh, just in terms of where I want it to go and yeah. like what I feel is 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 trying to be said or what I feel it's trying to be. Um, and like how on the last album, actually, and on all of them, I kind of like I always just end up with like titles. Like I knew it was going to be no future for the last two and a half years. Wow. Um, and I was just working on it and figuring out like what does that mean and like how how do I actually make that into real life? Um, which is which which is the album process for me, I guess. And I suppose what did it mean to you to bring out? the No Future album? Like, what was it that you had in your head that it, I suppose the songs had to do or had to be to fit into that album? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because if I could just explain it to you, then I would write I it down and I'd explain it to you and I wouldn't need to make the music. So, True. like, I, I have this, I don't know, like this weird, like, let's just, like this, like, thing that I feel like, yes, this is this feels like what the album is going to be. But then while I'm making the album... Like, I'll learn more about myself and about what that idea is, and mm. it will kind of develop in into places that I like. It's not Unexpected. all designed out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it. You kind of have to let it lead you. Um, so, like in the end of it, at the end of it, as as bleak as I thought it was going to be, like <laughs> I was, I still am quite pessimistic about the world in general, but. Um, I thought No Future was going to be like a really sad and kind of grim album and it turned out to be kind of the complete opposite. It's a great album. Um, which is just, I guess, one of those things of letting it go where it needs to go. But I guess the I, the No Future idea of it is kind of letting go of like an idea of the future. Yeah. So as soon as you're not anticipating what, like if I tell you a bit of news and you don't react the way I assumed you were going to react, like, that can mess with my emotions more than your actual reaction should have because I'm yeah. comparing it to something that doesn't exist. It's true. So it's that kind of thinking in terms of life. Like if this particular situation or, you know, whatever doesn't go the way you want, like it's to stop having like, 
ideas of it needs to turn out like this or mm. like if Trying to by the time I'm 25 I need this or yeah. by the time I'm 30 I need this and like I don't know what I want to do with my life and like you don't have to know yeah like, I think that's what just, causes a lot of problems for people because they're like oh I haven't reached where I want to be at this stage now and totally, that, totally. that upsets people yeah yeah and as soon as you uh, are kind of just following what you want to do I'm not saying disregard the future you can of course plan for it but it's uh it's you don't want to live in it and mm. as soon as you're kind of destroying <laughs> bits of right now bits of the present because of you had an idea of how they should have been uh that's like it's a slippery slope yeah. and you can make yourself very unhappy that's the thing and when you're out when you are performing live is it important for you to play the new stuff or do you ever so often kind of dip into any of your old music um yeah, mostly mostly playing the new stuff, but mm-hmm. I do. I'm that is a big lesson of last year was to kind of just be less precious about things. So okay. I do try and uh, you know slip in a few few old ones, <laughs> a few that people love because you always have the ones yeah. that they're like, why won't they play it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a, there was a time where I was like deliberately not playing any of that and mm. trying to avoid it. Uh, I don't really know why. I guess that's just where my headspace was. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too mad about doing that now. I suppose it's your show, so you can do whatever you want, really. <laughs> I can, for better yeah. or for worse. You have that control. Yeah. How was it to play the Olympia? Oh, that was. It was really good, actually. Yeah. Um, this tour, I mean, tour was. It ended up. We only got three shows done because it was oh, cancelled. But. Uh, Starting off the Olympia was really special because yeah. uh, this was such a personal show. Like even even on the touring aspect, like this idea of the show that we did is something that me and the production designer who I work with um, have been working on for over like maybe a year or so. So Amazing. that wow. was it. Really felt like a a long time coming, and then to have it in the Olympia is just such a beautiful like venue, wow. and like yeah. my family and friends were there. It was really it felt really like really good and how important is it to you to have that control or that say I suppose is how to everything plays out and looks and things like that um I guess it's it's really important to me mm-hmm. honestly um everything everything that we do is 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 so uh personal to me that I think if it was someone else making those decisions mm. it would it would feel so wrong like um, the music videos I make with these uh, director friends of mine who are just stunning stunning artists in their own right but I still sit there with them and like help guide the process and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and like from the stage design was an idea that um, I had for the last tour and couldn't afford to do uh, and then kind of sat in it and developed it and like kind of like how the album idea changed this idea changed and it's much stronger for it but like it's all it's all me I feel like I do feel like relinquishing like control or delegating like oh yeah you just decide what we do mm-hmm. on the on the stage or what plays on this screen or whatever kind of loses the the I guess the directness or the the, the authenticity element. of it yeah no, it's, I think it's important. And also, 
as you have done, especially with the Eden Project and moving on from that, you've always taken control of how you're going to do it and how it's going to sound. And so it just makes sense that it's all drawn onto the visuals as well. I guess mainly because at the start it was there was no one else. There was no one who wanted to work with me. So you kind of just have to get in a rhythm of doing it. It's like yeah. a kind of DIY sense. So like even to this day, like no one mixes, no one touches my music except for me. Like I'll sit here in my studio or wherever and write the song. I'll, I'll like produce it, mix it, master it. And it's sent to the label to be made into like a CD. Wow, like, that must be fantastic, though, to go, oh, my God, I've put it all... Like, you don't have to give it to anyone to kind of go, right, can you do this? Like, that must yeah. be... Very, like, now I understand why it's so personal, because it is, it's all you. You've put so much work into it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, like, there was, there's people I do want to work with, but it kind of always works out that, like, oh, I'm busy for the next six months, and then mm. they're busy for the couple of months after that. And by the time things line up, what I wanted to work on with them is, like, already, I've just finished it by myself, and it's, <laughs> like... Like, it would feel wrong then to go and just Mash stick them in the middle of it yeah. again. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I kind of just like to keep working and I'm not really going to wait around for anyone. And uh, if that That's means fair. I'm working by myself, then I'm happy out, you know. That's fair, absolutely. And would you like to do some collabs with people? Uh, that... Totally, yeah. totally. Uh, but again, it has to, like, serve. To I wouldn't, work. like, work with, like, mm. If Ariana Grande called me, it's like, oh, I want you on a song. Like, it would have to be something that made sense. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know why I just said Ariana Grande, but you know, sure, why not? You might as well aim. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's one of the biggest stars at the moment, I think. So why not aim? Yeah. Now? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, how can people find out about all your new music and your new album, No Future? Um, I guess uh, all the usual spots like mm-hmm. Spotify. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Although I really don't use social media that much, so I guess maybe follow me on Spotify. It's just yeah. the new music will just appear for you then. But, Amazing. And it's just Eden, it's plain and simple. Yeah, just Eden. Yeah, plain and simple. Amazing. Thank All you. capitals for some reason. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Chat to you soon. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.